Hi guys, you're listening to episode 11 of the Bristol Film Critics Circle podcast. Uh, once again, I am your host, Liam McLeod. And I am Sven the Hunt, also a member of the BFCC and also, coincidentally, a programmer for the Bath Film Festival. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, good to have you on air, uh, Sven, and especially since that's actually what we're going to be talking about uh, this episode, uh, because at the time of recording, we are actually... We, it has literally just kicked off yesterday. Yeah, and this year at the Bath Film Festival, it's its 25th anniversary, and... I think every anniversary deserves an addition that's worthy of a celebration. And I think this year um, the program is a real corker. It's absolutely, yeah, it's it's amazing. The wide range of titles. It's very eclectic, exciting. A lot of films that still need to come out, premieres that are mm-hmm. coming out without within the next couple of months but also a lot of older films or films that have been playing in the cinemas this year mm-hmm. um, but I do think that it's it's very good that Bart is showing those titles because I do think they need a bigger platform um, such films as um, yeah there's a f- the film The Girl Walks Home Alone at Night mm-hmm. which is an Iranian vampire western um, there's a German film called Phoenix, um, directed by Christian Petzold. Um, and then there is uh, Dear White People. Yeah, which uh, which definitely needs a bigger platform. Um, it, Justin Simeon's debut was in cinema earlier this year, and I think it deserves to be in cinema a lot, uh, a lot more than that. Because I think Dear White People had a little bit of a troubled... Not a troubled... Um, production history but I think a troubled distribution history. Yeah definitely. Um, it was picked up by a very small um, distributor called the New Black Collective. Um, this is their first film that they've been distributing in the UK mm-hmm. um, and it was really hard um, for them to get their film out. So I know a couple of cinemas in the country, I know in London um, it, it did really well but outside of London it was really hard to see um, the white people so that's why I'm really happy mm. Um, that Bob picked it up and that they're ga- giving it like a, a yeah yeah a this stage. this is actually its first time being in Bath it uh, it didn't show at like local art house film I um, schlepped out all the way at the Cube Cinema to go see it and uh, honestly I think it's it's going to be one of my top five of the year uh, unless unless something comes out in the next couple of weeks which might happen um, like completely blows me away it's probably going in the top five yeah it's one of those films that are asking a lot of really interesting questions about yeah uh, not only about color and race but also about yeah it's gender and sexual orientation and I think it does it in it tackles all these really big themes in a very clever subdued interesting mm. interesting way I, I think Simeon sort of said it um, best when he said it's not necessarily a film about race, it's a film about identity. And you can see you can see that in uh, the four main characters. Each of them, they embrace or they struggle with, you know, their black identity and their mainstream identity and their sexual identity in really different ways. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, um, we were talking quite a bit about Dear White People and we want to go through uh, as much of the, um, the Bath Film Festival's lineup as we can. So yeah, let's, let's start with uh, Day One because as always they launch with 
two of their like really big hitters and uh, yesterday we got to see the like the bath premiere of room and uh, high rise i think we can say they're fairly different there's obviously some similarities between the two but uh, Sven, you've seen you've seen Room. I haven't. Yeah, um, Room. Room is an adaptation uh, of a book written by Emma Donoghue, like a couple of years ago. It was that one book that you saw everyone reading on yeah. the train and on the bus. It was one of those bestsellers. It it was that year's uh, Girl on the Train. Sort of, yeah. And it, it, it's it's about a woman who is uh, held in captivity with her young um, five year old son, and the son he has no awareness of the world outside. And what makes the book and the film really interesting is that everything is told from his point of view. Um, I absolutely love this film because at first I was a bit skeptic and a bit critical. I I wasn't really sure how it was going to turn out. But I think the director, um, Lenny Lenny Abramson, who earlier uh, directed uh, Frank and what Richard did, he did a perfect job. He plays it very very subtle um and there is just also a, a phenomenal phenomenal lead performance both by Brie Larson and the the young actor Jacob Tremblay um normally I'm quite empathetic when it comes to my films I I always act really emotional but this film especially um just as a lot of people I was absolutely in tears by the end of the film um but the thing is the film does it in a really honest, truthful way. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a great film and it deserves all the, all the praise. Yeah, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how that plays among the festival crowd. Um, I'm, I'm generally getting positive buzz from it. Uh, a little bit a little bit more mixed buzz has been the reception to uh, the other big release which was Ben Wheatley's High Rise Uh, this was an adaptation of a J.G. Ballard novel and it stars pretty much man of the moment um, Tom Hiddleston as a a well-to-do doctor who buys like a very modernist in in the world of of high rise a moderate modernist flat in a very self-contained uh, building so, uh, somewhere in like future England, and it's it for for some reason the material and the director this time just don't seem to really be going hand to hand. It's it's chaotic and violent in all the ways you would expect from a Ben Wheatley film, but it's also very incoherent, which yeah you don't see from a Ben Wheatley film. Yeah, and I think nobody does chaos as well as Ben Wheatley, but I do think, in the end, it wears a bit thin, and there's not a lot more to unpick from this film. It is all chaos, and then the characters don't really ring truthful, or the story feels a bit outdated. That is basically because it is set in the 1960s, 70s, and I think the, the transportation or the ideas that Ben really tries to add to, to the source material, they don't really, yeah, take flight. No, it's, it, it's very much, at this point, it's an outdated film. Like, what, w- what would have probably seemed like a very modernist aesthetic for then has, has now become, like, retro and dated to us. But yeah, that was day one, and we've got a lot of films to look forward to. As, as usual with the Bath Film Festival, they have gone for a 
really diverse lineup. Um, like the diversity is one of the key components of that. And so we've got things like Dear White People, which we've talked about. Uh, we've got a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, that's the new Iranian vampire film. Looks absolutely fascinating. And and yeah, uh, we've got we've also got Tangerine, which uh, you spoke with Tara about uh, on a previous episode, didn't you? Yeah, um, Tangerine. It's still one of my favorite films of the year. It's a wild, rambunctious crowd pleaser. And yeah, and when I saw it at the London Film Festival, it really played like gangbusters. So I can't imagine it doing anything else at the Bob Film Festival. One of the other films that I really want to single out is um, this uh, uh, film called The Assassin by Hao Chang Chen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just recently, Sight and Sound picked The Assassin as their number one film of the year. Yeah. Um, I've seen The Assassin. It's 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 visually stunning. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's this big swooning martial martial arts epic. Um, it's it's a bit obtuse. Um, it's really hard to follow the narrative. But I think when you go in and you give yourself over do the visuals and and the yeah the style of the film yeah you're definitely going to get a lot out of it i think yeah it's a visual feast and rightfully one of yeah the best films of the year yeah the assassin i i recently did see that article in sight and sound where it was named one of the best films in the year it looks absolutely stunning it's a film that i haven't seen yet it's one of the ones i hope i'm i hope i'm going to be able to catch but i think i might also be studying something different that day it's also a film that asks interesting questions about femininity and about gender because our assassin from the film the assassin is a woman and it's a very strong woman mm. and i think the bob film festival they're always supporting diversity and they're always supporting um films that are yeah centered around strong female characters yeah probably have noticed it by now 2015 has been called as the year of the women like yeah we had a lot of blockbusters such as mad max and inside out which which were centered around female characters Mm -hmm. but um a lot of film festivals are still lacking in diversity um like the venice film festival or the most recent edition of the uh, london film festival there were female voices missing and i think the barb film festival they see it as their mission to rectify this and they have a thing called the f rating yeah um which originated a couple of years ago um yeah it was this uh, is this is something um they sort of pioneered themselves so sort of in a response to um like other European cinemas swearing that they would only show films that passed the Bechdel test. The Bath Film Festival predominantly tries to show films that meet the F rating, where a woman plays a very prominent role in the production of a film, uh, whether that be uh, in front of the screen, uh, behind, behind the camera, um, in the writing duties just generally trying to highlight uh, the work the work of women in the film industry yeah and i think yeah women is sort of like the red thread to a lot of films that are playing at the bob film festival which mm-hmm. brings us seamless to the next film victoria which is a film i've seen a couple of months ago um it played victoria first played at the berlin film festival where it was the talk of town everyone was raving about it because yeah. this is a film it's basically a, a heist film 
is before sunrise, before sunset, retold as a one-take heist film. It's about a Spanish girl who meets four blokes in Berlin, and then they hang out overnight. And yeah, it's all done in one one shot. So it's it's a visceral, visceral, thrilling experience. And yeah, I'm really curious actually to see it again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting watch. The one take technique, um, it's something you really associate with the buildup of tension. Um, there was a film a couple of years ago called The Silent House, which basically tried the um, the same sort of thing. Um, I it wasn't it wasn't actually in one take. It was like very sort of cleverly edited, a bit like um, last year's Birdman. But it was it was a nail biting experience to watch. Um, also, I should point out I'm talking about like the original version, not the American remake with oh god Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. That's right. That's right. So yeah, um, that sort of technique applied to a heist film would probably be something very intriguing. It it might even like be something more self contained than say Reservoir Dogs was. Yeah, although because you have it all in one shot and because it is a film that is two hours and 20 minutes, I think it's inevitable that there will be some basing issues. Mm. And then sometimes you can't help but feel that the film isn't really delivering on that premise of a one shot. But overall, I really liked it. All right, good. Yeah, and that's not the only film that's F-rated by any means. Uh, there is also Doctor, which promises to be a very powerful, if a very grim tale. This is about an 11-year-old girl, I believe, um, who is bi- basically, she's part of, um, is it sorry, Pakistan or Afghanistan? Pakistan tribe. Pakistan, yeah. She's a, a member of a Pakistani tribe, and she is married off um, to a much, much older man in order to settle like a generation old blood feud um, or blood packs um, w- between this family and uh, and the older man. Yeah, and it, it looks it, it looks very powerful to watch. Yeah, at the core of this film there are also a lot of really interesting um, questions once again about culture about yeah um a middle eastern tribe versus a western culture but also about yeah gender um and there will be a a Q&A um with uh, Sophie Mayer um after the film and Sophie Mayer she's a very interesting uh freelance journalist she writes she has written a lot of public in a, for a lot of publications such as Silent Sound she's just uh written a book called Political Animals uh, feminism in cinema, which is um, really, really interesting. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Q&A, just as much as I'm looking forward to Dukta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. What else is there that we've got the F rating on? There is a film called Speed Sisters, which is about um, yeah a Palestinian racing team. Um, there is the German film Phoenix, which yeah I thought was a brilliant film. It's directed by Christian Petzold, who directed Barbara, um, and it's about uh, yeah it's one of those films. The less you know, the better. It's one of those women um, who has survived um, yeah World War Two, and she's coming back to seek for her lover. Mm. It has 
references to um, Eyes Without a Face, directed by George Franchu, or um, Hitchcock's Vertigo, but it is its own unique thing, which also asks a lot about a lot of interesting questions about what it means to be a woman or how how do we act um and yeah it, it's it's a very interesting film yeah definitely uh, i especially want to see it with with the knowledge that it's the um the follow-up from the director of barbara uh, that played a couple of years ago at bath film festival and it was a complete sellout um yeah, people just really loved it. I, I I feel guilty saying this. I like to see German films just because I'm all, I'm always trying to learn like a little bit more German at a time. Like I'm very gradually trying to like master the language. Das ist ganz toll, ja. And now, um, yeah, there's just so much to unpack in the Bad Film Festival. I think we may be almost coming towards an end. Uh, we're almost we're almost at the uh, twenty minute line. Um, uh, I'll give a quick shout out for one that I've just uh, remembered about because uh, this is a film I've actually seen, Cartel Land. Uh, this is a documentary from Matthew Heinemann, and it is basically it's not so much about cartels uh, as it is about two very different groups of vigilantes uh, operating either side of the Mexican border. Who, um, who are fighting cartels. There's um, Arizona Border Patrol, um, which is uh, about a guy, a guy called Tim Naylor Foley, who is um, with a bunch of his like, old veteran pals patrolling the Arizona border for like immigrants and drug smugglers and human traffickers. Uh, and over in Mexico, you have, uh, you have a guy who's basically the leader of a militia, uh, who is that is fighting the cartels because they believe that the corrupt Mexican government is not going to do anything to stop the stop the violence. Cartel Land is a mixed bag, as as with most documentaries. I think it's much stronger when it's uh, focusing on the malicious stuff and sort of the the big egos and personalities behind the people leading it and the very gradual uh, corruption of uh, of this militia group um but at the same time it's an insight into what's happening in mexico right now with uh, with the drug conflicts which is honest to god it is just it is just a tragedy um but yeah i'm gonna go from cartel lands to a film that's on the complete other opposite end of the spectrum which cool. is a film called sarafa which oh, is uh, yeah. yeah it's an animation film about yeah um a little boy who needs to bring his who has to escort his pet giraffe to paris um it's yeah it's 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 a sweet adventure film um and going from the trailer it it looks like very beautiful and it seems to have that emotional core what we what is really uh, specific for films such as the Pixar films. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems like a proper warm-hearted crowd-pleaser and yeah, I, re- I really want to wanna see that at some point. Um, sort of in the same vein from A Boy and His Little Animal is um, this film called Lamb, which is uh, uh, an Ethiopian film Yeah, about a boy and his little lamb. Um, that should be interesting as well. Yeah, sounds good. Um, go, like going back to animation, uh, there's also uh, Patima Inverted. Uh, that's an anime film uh, from uh, a Japanese um, author, writer and director who has mostly worked with sort of self-funded projects um, and, and a lot of like web animation stuff. 
it's uh, basically about a girl whose gravity is inverted, and so she has to be constant, constantly hanging off um, this um, this young boy who um, who she meets in this underground city. Otherwise, she is she is liable to like float off into into nowhere. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to be seeing this one tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited for it. Always excited for new anime, and yeah, uh, is and I think. I think that brings us almost to the end. Is there anything? Yeah, there's so much to report, and if we have to report on every film that we have, we are excited about. We will probably be talking for I think a good two hours. Yeah. Um, I think all that rests from us is to wish the Bard Film Festival a happy twenty fifth anniversary. So that is a happy anniversary for me, Sven the Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yep, and a happy anniversary for me. Um, yeah, we've both been involved in the Bath Film Festival for a while. It's one of our big passions, and yeah, every year we love it. Uh, So, happy anniversary, guys. Cheers.